Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, and how are you folks doing today? This is your host, Tim Tapp, and this is Tapping to the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a heck of a ride the last couple of weeks. Uh, I have missed spending time here at Spreaker. I was broadcasting last Sunday, however, over at BTR. If you missed it, uh, please check it out. Uh, In the meanwhile, uh, let's just jump right into things. Uh, We've had riots going on in Boston. I haven't had a chance to talk about that over here. That was the primary focus of Sunday's broadcast and I'll touch on that a little bit later. But right now I have got to get a few things off my chest. We can get into the details about this story a little bit later, but I have got to get this off my chest. Ladies and gentlemen, there was an attack in Texas. One of the two people involved has been identified as someone that's been on a watch list. He's been investigated uh, by the FBI. They were watching him. He's known, avowed ISIS sympathizer. Uh, Some people even went so far as to say that it is ISIS. There have been tweets and on websites. ISIS has claimed responsibility for the attack. In case you were under a rock. There was... A shooting that took place in Texas Sunday night. There was a free speech rally going on. Uh, a lot of people who listen to this show are probably familiar with Pamela Geller. She is a activist who's been working very hard, very diligently for a very long time now to try and bring to light the threat of Islam, especially radicalized Islam, and the threat of creeping Sharia law. The dangers involved to Western culture when these things are put into practice. Now, I had actually received a link via Facebook, and one of the few times I was actually still on Facebook at the hour, to get a live viewing as they were going to walk through and show via YouTube, 
some of the art that was involved with this cartoon event. But make no mistake about it, this was a free speech event. And Pam Geller had designed this event as a response to the Charlie Hebdo attacks in France. She wanted to make it very clear how dangerous these people are and that it's not just isolated and that there is a threat here in the United States. But the part that I need to get off my chest is the response of the mainstream liberal media. A response that is beyond my capability to digest. Like I said, I'm familiar with Pamela Geller. I'm imagining that a good number of people that listen to this show on a regular basis probably are also. She's been working hard for a long time to expose the threat. And in a lot of ways, there were three great things that happened here. Because first and foremost, only one of the security guards got injured and it wasn't a life-threatening injury. So thank goodness for that. The two people that did get shot and killed were the would-be terrorists. The would-be... Well, I suppose they think they're probably now martyrs in the cause. Three great things happened here. Number one, Pam Geller made the statement that here in the United States, especially in the state of Texas, and God bless Texas... That Americans will not be bullied into giving up their right to free speech. Americans will not be bullied by any power, not under threat, to give up our rights to free speech. It's, it's one of those things that Americans in total still firmly believe in. They may not exercise it enough and they may not be awake enough yet to start fighting for our constitutional rights again. But there is a growing number of folks who are. That's a big part of what has been ignited by the Tea Party movement. People are realizing that our constitution is on life support. It's hanging by a thread and our individual liberties go with it once it's gone. The police state will be established, undeniable, and they won't hide it anymore. And we're getting closer and closer to that moment every single day. So, great thing that happened, number one, is Pam Geller and all the people that showed up that participated in this contest, guest speakers that were there, they sent the message, in America, we will not be bullied. We will not submit. We will stand firm. The second thing that is absolutely wonderful, fantastic, that happened as a result of this, is they showed who they are. People that are willing to go into a crowded area, and rather than discuss the issues, or try and convince somebody with words and deeds that... Islam is a religion of peace to try and prove Miss Geller and her activist activities as being wrong or false or incorrect or misguided. Instead of coming into the arena of thought, instead of coming into the arena of discussion, the marketplace of ideas, 
they come in to a crowded room with guns. Their intention is not to convince someone that Miss Geller is wrong. Their intention is not to convince someone that Islam is being misrepresented. Their intention is not to discuss how offended they may be and how inappropriate this action may be. No, their intention was to come in and shoot people. Like somehow being offended gives them the right to go around and kill people indiscriminately. Because there are those that practice the so-called religion of peace that believe fully and firmly, without a shadow of a doubt, without questioning for a second, that they do have that right. They think that. They believe that. That may not be indicative of all Muslims. I'm not saying that it is. But what I am saying is there's a large number of people that do believe that. They do feel that way. And we've seen the actions. And our government continues to try and convince us that these are the actions of lone wolf individuals that's not really associated or affiliated with anybody. It doesn't matter if they're officially connected to somebody else or not. They bought into the ideology. They bought into the propaganda that's being put forth by these people. They've been radicalized and they're taking action. The great thing that we saw here, this part two is that Miss Geller proved her point. These people are here, and they are a threat to decent, honest Americans who want nothing more than to go about their business. Because right now, they attacked a group of people that were exercising their uh, constitutionally protected right to free speech. They attacked them only because they were offended. They attacked because they feel justified under the grounds of Sharia law. They don't feel obligated to honor the laws of the nation that they are living in. They feel it necessary to act based on Sharia. That is a threat to anyone who doesn't embrace Islam or doesn't embrace Sharia. You can be a Christian under Sharia, but you've got to pay your taxes. And then you got to hope that you're dealing with somebody that's somewhat moderate or you're faced with having to convert or die. That's just the facts. And this is the type of thing that Miss Geller has been trying to wake people up to. And this couldn't have worked out any better if it had been planned. Because these people acted exactly the way Pam Geller has been telling America that they're going to act. And now the third thing, possibly the most important thing, is the biggest difference between what happened there and what happened in France. In France, they walked into a gun-free zone for it. Even the police didn't have guns and ended up having to run for their lives. They weren't in a position to protect anybody. They knew that there was the possibility that things would get crazy. So they had armed security. They had unarmed security. They had police on standby. And they had SWAT teams nearby ready to react if necessary. 
They had guns. The people were armed. This was Texas, baby. There was no question that these people were going to react. They're not just targets. Which is another strong message that all Americans need to be sending. But this sends the message to the gun grabbers as well. Guess what? When we're armed and we're ready to fire back, we're not fish in a barrel. So you can set back all you radicalized little SOBs who think that you're going to just come in here and kill everybody that refuses to convert to your ideology. It's not going to happen. You want to become a martyr? Here's your best chance. Come on. There is no fear in the people that participated with this. They stood up to exercise their free speech, and guess what? The only people who ended up dead were the two people who were trying to come into this area and shoot people. Both of them clearly devout Muslims. I'm not going to get drawn into the discussion or the argument about radicalized Islam compared to regular Islam, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter for the purposes of this conversation. What does matter is, again, number one, Americans will not be bullied. Number two, Pam Geller was proven right by the actions of these two maniacs who, in the name of Allah, wanted to kill people who were doing nothing directly to them. And number three, guns save lives, ladies and gentlemen. Now for the part that I've got to get off my chest. The part that I've been chomping at the bed to say. We can get into some more details here in a minute. But I have got to say this. Because this drove me nuts. I knew as soon as I heard about this. That the left would immediately attack. They would start attacking Ms. Geller. And they would start attacking the fact that these two Muslims got killed. It's so many ways. It's as if the people on the left. the These these death cult worshipping morons who consider themselves to be progressive who are nothing more than mental twits they follow in suit along with these other eugenicists who are at the top of the ladder who are doing nothing but manipulating tree huggers and hoping for the best well they've had plenty of success at dumbing down the population so they've got folks falling in line with them doing what they want them to do for no apparent reason you had people in the mainstream media that again they started right in they attacked Pamela Geller why would you do this why are you instigating can't you see this is your fault let me tell you something whether you're a contributor at the New York Times who wants to say something as idiotic as freedom of speech aside, I don't understand why you would do this. Do you have any idea how moronic that is? Freedom of speech aside. This was a freedom of speech event. That's like going to a basketball game and saying, well, basketball aside, why would these people get together on this court and run back and forth up and down bouncing this ball it's kind of the point 
See, in America, here in the United States of America, we have the right to get together and have Mohammed cartoon drawing contest if we so choose. And if you're here as a Muslim, you may find that offensive. And if you're willing to discuss that with me reasonably, I'm willing to tell you that, you know, I understand. I feel your pain. As a Christian, there have been many, many times that I have felt slighted by artists and comedians and performers on television and in movies. But, you see... That's okay. They don't care that they've hurt my feelings. They don't care that they've offended me or millions of other Christians around the world or even here just in the States. They don't care that some artist decides to put a crucifix in a jar and fill it with urine and call that art and get taxpayer dollars to go with You got paid for with taxpayer dollars. That's okay because we have freedom of speech here. Well, we do. We do have that freedom of speech. And I don't have to like what you're saying or you're doing or how you're expressing yourself. If you choose to express yourself in the fashion of, oh, I don't know, say a flag stomping challenge what the heck is wrong with these morons you can express yourself fine be an idiot do it publicly if you choose if I didn't have anything better to say or do I'd keep it to myself quite honestly While we're faced with this, I've said it a million times, freedom of speech, when properly applied, guarantees that at some point in your life, you will be offended. It's practically a requirement. You're here in the United States now. If you have moved here from a Muslim country... You're here in the United States now. You must live under our laws, our rules. It's those laws that have allowed you to come here and has allowed you to build mosques and has allowed you to practice your religion freely. And while those among your community who would do harm to those who are not part of your community hide behind those laws and use those laws against us, That's something we have to face together. That's something that we will have to deal with. Because what makes this nation great is its people. Now the founding documents, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, those things go a long way towards holding together a constitutional democratic republic, representational republic that we have. It's a great form of government, but it's not really what makes the country so great. It's a big part of it. It's that freedom to pursue our opportunities. It's that freedom to practice our faith, or lack thereof. So be it. Be who you are. 
But let me tell you something, little Miss Lefty at the New York Times, and let me tell you something, Mr. Quizzler, wherever you may be located, before you say boo about Pam Geller and how this is her fault, answer me how in the world we are living in a country now where it's not safe to draw a cartoon without having to be concerned that somebody's going to come shoot you for that. Drawing a picture. Now, generally speaking, I'm a less try to pull together kind of guy. Let's look for what we have in common kind of person. Those are the discussions that I like to start. Those are the conversations, the tipping points. And I try to preach common sense and the establishment of dialogue between people who typically don't think they agree on very much. Because the bottom line is that I think, under it all, most people have way more in common than they have difference. But if you're so blinded by a political agenda or by the brainwashing or indoctrination that you suffered while you were going through education, and that's what I refer to the higher learning these days, enjoy your journalism degree. Hope the indoctrination took. Evidently it did. Freedom of the press is guaranteed in the Constitution. Are you ready to stand up for it? When we had these wonderful art displays through the National Endowment of the Arts where Christianity and even Judaism were attacked in the name of art, of course, you applauded. Oh, this is awesome. This is wonderful art. This is, a, this is America. They have the freedom to express themselves. I even almost got in trouble at work today because the very same message was being sent between two of the other members of the management crew at the company that I worked for. They said, you know, they were, they were just riling these people up. Why would you do this? You endangered these people. And then before I had a chance to get up and walk away... Because I wasn't having a particularly great day earlier today anyway. That's another story. They asked, what do I think? Because they knew. They knew that I had a different take on it. And I very diplomatically just left it at this. When you're having a freedom of speech rally in the state of Texas... And somebody tries to barge in and shoot you because you're expressing yourself in such a harmless manner, then we've got a problem. And then I went on. I stayed calm, but that's what I've got to get off my chest now. How dare anyone sit here and say, oh, it's all your fault, Pam Geller, because it's not. She has been trying to wake up everyone to the simple fact that radicalized Islam is a threat to any rational thinking non-Muslim. And even to a lot of rational thinking Muslims as well. You look at 
who ISIS has been killing. They've killed just as many Muslims as they've killed Christians and Jews. Actually, probably still more. Although the Christian numbers have been catching up as of lately. It still keeps coming back to this simple fact. This is the United States of America, and I don't care if you're hanging out in one of the liberal northern states, or if you're hanging out in the west coast, or if you're in the heart of Texas, or if you're right here in freaking Tennessee. We should be able to freely say and express what we think and how we feel about any political or sociological social issue whether it's freedom of religion or our constitutional rights or whether or not we like the Thursday night lineup on NBC. All of that falls freely under our ability to publish our feelings. That's what social media has become. If social media is people, in some cases, every stupid thought that comes across their head. Other people tend to be a little more thoughtful. And I'm not attacking anybody. Hey, that's what it's about. Get on there. Express yourself. Sometimes a little too much information, y'all. I don't want to hear about the rash. I don't need to know about the cream the doctor gave. Okay? People are having to quit their jobs or being fired over Facebook posts expressing outrage or comments in regards to things like the Baltimore riots. People say and do things that they later wish they hadn't done. Turns out that uh, Twitter's not the best place to go on a drunken rant uh, when you're angry about something. Imagine that. Because once it's out there, it's out there. And you can you can try and delete it. But if somebody else uh, got a screenshot, you're still just as busted. I'm going to take a quick break now. Catch my breath. And then we're going to talk about whether or not this really was an ISIS attack. Or if there's something else at play. I don't know what it is. Let's talk about it. We'll be right back. everybody we are back thanks for staying with me had to take a quick little break to try and get this tickle chased out of my throat uh (laughs) i think i've taken care of it hopefully it's a done deal now for those of you who aren't familiar with pamela geller uh let me send you to pamelageller.com uh also known as atlas 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, she's got a whole website dedicated to try and bring forth the information that you need to know about the threat that modern Islam poses to the Western world. Maybe you're new to that concept. Maybe you don't have any idea how dangerous radicalized Muslims can be to anyone that's not just as radical as they are. You need to educate yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Don't just take Pamela Geller's word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take the word for the mainstream leftist media that for whatever reason is playing the game of, oh, they really are a religion of peace. The only thing I have to say to you to get the simple message across is they were offended they were going to come try to kill a bunch of people over a cartoon over handwritten newspaper style cartoon drawings this was a contest it was in response to the attacks in French uh, the Harry uh, the oh no, I can't think of the name. The hippo cartoon magazine. Those people were fish in a barrel. They were shot. They were killed. And it's because they were publishing pictures of Mohammed, drawings of Mohammed, not actual pictures, but drawings, cartoons. So, some of them were. Some of them were pretty bad. You know, I understand being offended. I wouldn't publish stuff like that. A lot of what I've seen that was part of the art that was submitted in this contest, I think much more tasteful, far less uh, offensive. But I can still see where it would be offensive to you if you are a radicalized Muslim. But here's the thing. These, these two, they, they knew the contest was going on. It was fairly well publicized. They knew it was going to happen. They made the decision they're going to go attack. 
But was this an ISIS attack? Elton Simpson is the name of the shooter that the media has focused on for the most part. He was the first one identified. And the reason he's been the focus point is because he has made several pro-ISIS statements in the past. He's been under investigation. Now, we'll take a quick look at how ABC News covered it. We'll take a quick look at how CNN talked about it. You know, they were printing that there was a cartoon contest featuring controversial images of the Muslim prophet Muhammad. And this contest turned deadly when two men pulled up in a car and opened fire. Police returned fire, killing both men after one wounded a security guard. None of the approximately 200 people attending the event were hurt. Federal law enforcement sources uh, stated that the two men, that one of the two men, was a Phoenix resident who was convicted in 2011 of a terror-related charge. Elton Simpson. He was convicted of a terror-related charge. And that was it. That's all I wanted to say. No real mention of color. No real mention of nationalities. Uh, of What's, what would be the best way of phrasing it? Not so much nationality. Uh, I mean, they, they tell you he was a, a Phoenix, Arizona resident. Um, I guess the best way of putting it would be their cultural background, other ancestral lineage. <laughs> I'm dying here. There was no real mention of what type of background or you would expect these people to be coming from. And they did that on purpose. They wanted you to not automatically associate this with someone that might actually be related directly to ISIS. We talked about this when we talked about the fact that... Uh, the Judicial Watch story, where they broke the fact that there were training camps just to the south of our southern border. You know, you looked around, you dug, you look over at the Daily Mail in the UK, they actually mentioned uh, Simpson's roommate by name, Nardarl uh, Sophie, I believe, Sophie. 30-year-old, 34-year-old. 
And their coverage uh, excluded that uh, they were gunned down after shooting a guard in the leg outside the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland, Texas. Simpson was convicted of lying to federal agents about traveling to Africa five years ago, but a judge ruled it could not be proved that he was going to join a terror group. Their Phoenix, Arizona home has been surrounded, and a bomb squad is carrying out a search. The American Freedom Defense Initiative event had offered a $10,000 prize for the best caricature of the prophet. Local residents had expressed their concerns about the event, but organizers said they were exercising free speech. The security guard who was shot, Bruce Joyner, was taken to the hospital in stable condition and has been released. One traffic officer shot both men dead and has been praised by cops for potentially saving many lives. ISIS fighters claimed on Twitter that the shooting was carried out by two pro-ISIS individuals. So that is where they get the idea. They get the notion that this was an ISIS attack. Because they were pro-ISIS individuals. That Elton himself has described himself as a soldier for ISIS. Is he radicalized? Maybe. I don't know. And by that, do I mean, does he have an actual connection to ISIS? Is he radicalized? Yes, definitely he must have been. You know, that's not a, I don't know. It was, was he radicalized by ISIS is the extenuation. And the real answer to that is, it doesn't matter. This is, this is actually a place where Hillary Clinton could have appropriately said, at this point, what difference does it make? Because the bottom line is, is these two guys decided they wanted to go hurt people because they were offended. And because they are, indeed, pro-ISIS. So was this an ISIS attack? Officially, I think probably not. But it doesn't matter, because how does ISIS get started inside the U.S. border? By agitating? By creating events like this? The truth of the matter is, now we know there are people here that are willing to carry out that kind of activity. It's not just isolated to Europe anymore. It's not something that's just random. It will happen again. If Pam Geller decides to have another one of these events somewhere else, you can almost guarantee that the same kind of thing will happen. And the reason you can almost guarantee it is because there are literally hundreds of thousands of radicalized Muslims already operating within this country. Some of them actual bona fide members of ISIS. We know this guy did go to Africa. We know he lied about whether or not he went to Africa. We know he was receiving training. He wanted desperately to be part of the jihad.
And now I'm quite certain that he's getting his eternal reward. Although I have a feeling he's probably disappointed that it's not what he had been led to believe he would get. Because while he died in the name of Allah, he also died an idiot. The message is clear. The message is simple. You may have freedom of religion, but you do not have freedom to practice Sharia law. You do not have the right to attack other Americans just because you disagree with them. You don't have the right to attack, shoot, and attempt to kill anyone just because they have offended you. And if you can't wrap your tiny little mind around the concept of freedom of speech and that your rights end where the next person's begin when you're in this country, then you need to leave this country. You want to live under Sharia law, you need to move your happy butt back to where they practice Sharia law, and you need to Go there as quickly as you possibly can. Your mission to spread Islam and your mission to spread Sharia and your mission to convert or kill the rest of us, it's been canceled, buddy. And every single one of you mealy-mouthed, weenie, whiner, leftists who want to complain that this was an instigation, you shut up! You close your mouth and you don't say a thing about this again until I hear you saying the same thing to the other people that want to instigate against Christians and the people that want to instigate against Jews and the people who want to instigate against anybody they think it's cool to pick on or isn't part of their clique. When you're standing on that principle and you actually... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will stand on that principle and you will defend everyone equally under it. Then I will give you some respect and I will give you a soapbox. I'll give you a microphone and you can speak right here and you can say what you've got to say. And I will let you and I will respect you for it. But as long as you're not standing on that principle... As long as you are not behaving as if everyone deserves the same freedoms and protections, then you just need to shut 
the hell up. Because I'm tired of it. There's a lot of other people that are tired of it too. You can't even see how hypocritical you are because you're so full of yourself to stand there and say, well, freedom of speech aside, why would you even do this? Because it's Sunday night in Texas and that's the only why you need to practice your freedom of speech. Because it's Monday night in East Tennessee is why I'm right here and that's the only reason I need to practice my free speech. And if I want to say that Islam is a freaking death cult, then I can stand up and say Islam is a death cult. And if you want to prove me right with death threats and coming after me, then go ahead and prove me right. But that's exactly what you're doing. You want to enter into the marketplace of ideas? You want to enter into the land where we can have discussions and where you can try and make your point in a reasonable fashion that doesn't involve beheadings or assassinations? Well, then we can have those discussions. I'll give you the floor. Because again, I don't believe that it's every Muslim that's an issue. And I'll go you one further. I, I admire the work ethic and the effort that Pamela Geller has put into her site and her efforts of activism to make people aware. But I will also tell you that I have seen in some cases some of the stuff on her site is a stretch. Some of the things that she's done uh, that she stands behind, sometimes she's seen the boogeyman in places where the boogeyman isn't. That doesn't make her wrong. Sometimes it just makes it a little overzealous to get certain things out there, like some of the things we saw in the Baltimore riots where somebody had a similar-looking flag to the ISIS flag. Oh, there's ISIS in Baltimore. Well, no, that wasn't it. It wasn't an ISIS flag. I think she still stands by the fact that it was on her site. I haven't went back and checked it, but... Some other folks that are experts in the field have taken a look at it. They've taken screen captures. But once you see some of these things, once you know these threats, it's real easy to say, oh, well, there it is. It doesn't discount the fact that she's right about what a threat this is. And it doesn't discount the fact that she's right that Americans have the right to speak up. It doesn't discount the fact that she's right that artists have the right to draw a cartoon. And if they decide they want to draw the Prophet Muhammad, sorry Muslims, but that's okay for them to do that here. And if you're not okay with that, then either suck it up and ignore it, or like I already said, move your happy backside somewhere where you can get away with burning down people's buildings and trying to behead folks because they're different. But I tend to think there's a reason why a lot of you have come here, and it's not to try and radicalize or take over the country. A lot of you are here because things are so daggum bad over there where you came from that you want to be here. What makes it worse in my mind, though, is that a lot of this activity aren't the people that have come here, but people that are actually citizens here. How many Americans are actually taking up the cause of jihad? 
How many Americans have we had that have left the country to go get training and then come back? The FBI knows. They're not telling. They admit that they have numbers. They admit that they're watching people that are doing exactly that. But they're not telling. I don't blame them because if we were to know exactly how much this was going on, it probably would piss us off to the point that they're even allowing these people to travel. Once an American citizen has become radicalized and wants to become an enemy combatant of their home nation, then we got problems, folks. And we probably should limit their ability to move around back in the country. They've got the freedom to leave. I just, I'm not real sure we should let them back in. Because we don't know their intention anymore. I, I firmly believe that once somebody becomes an enemy combatant, that they've essentially renounced their citizenship. I don't think we have to pass laws like Ted Cruz had introduced that would make it easier for Americans to have their citizenship stripped. I think they have officially renounced their citizenship. Now, if they get caught before they do very much and they're facing uh, legal consequences, then obviously they're not going to publicly renounce their citizenship at that point. They'll be crying, uh, I'm an American, I'm an American, I'm an American. Give me a lawyer. Don't know that they actually should any longer have that right. But that's not me saying we should pass laws either. Uh, Ted Cruz, I think his heart was probably in the right place with this thing. But I get real nervous when we start talking about giving the government any ways or excuses to make it easier to strip citizens of their rights. And the easiest way to strip them of all their rights is to strip them of their citizenship altogether. How scary could that be? How easily could that be abused? How easily could that be twisted? I keep coming back to the simple fact. How dare anyone even utter the words that it's... Why would you do that? Don't get me wrong, I'm on board with the simple idea, the notion of don't go poking a bear. But the truth of the matter in this particular case is that bear should not be there. We should not be facing a threat from within our own borders of somebody that's going to just pick up a shotgun and roll down to a, a convenience center or a high school gymnasium or a concert event a theater we shouldn't have to worry about any place where people are going to gather in mass somebody might show up and just start shooting because they don't like what you're saying they don't like what you're doing if i started a rock band tomorrow and just fyi don't worry i'm not going to start a rock band tomorrow <laughs> If I started a rock band tomorrow and all we did was anti-Islam songs, 
And then I was given a concert near Dearborn, Michigan. Then yes, obviously, I'd be looking for trouble. I would be looking for so much trouble that I don't think there's any way that I could deny that I was looking to start something. But Dearborn, Michigan is still part of the United States of America. And in the United States of America, I have the freedom to do that. And I should not have to be worried about being gunned down in the street just because I sing a song about Mohammed is a pedophile. Which he was, by the way. That's the bottom line here. This is still the United States of America. And in the state of Texas in particular, you're not going to get too many people going to be willing to be bullied or backed down off of the fact that they've got the right to participate in the freedom of speech. Nor should they. You shouldn't have to even specify it. Not just in Texas. You should have the same thing going on in New York. You should have the same things going on in California. You should have the same things going on in Ohio, in Michigan, in Kansas, in Utah, in Nebraska. It doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. And in fact, as far as the entire Western world is concerned, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in the UK, whether you're in France, freedom of speech in places that have embraced it, in places where Western civilization has embraced the ideas of personal liberty and freedom of political speech exist, then those places you should be free to express, even if it's completely stupid, even if it is just poking the bear to see what's going to happen. Because ultimately, the way this should play out is exactly the same way that you see this play out with other religions in this country. What happens when you piss off the Christians? They let you know. They say, hey, guys, that's not cool. They typically don't use those words, but it's the message. That's what they send. They let you know they don't like it. But they don't show up to your house with a shotgun ready to blast your head off. Or at least most of them don't. I know a few folks that might. But, you know, I live in a rural area where we have a little bit of the redneckedness going on. Same thing with the Jews. Same thing with the Mormons. The Book of Mormon, for crying out loud, a musical on Broadway. Let me tell you. Don't think there were any Mormons anywhere in the country that were happy about that. Don't remember seeing any of them showing up threatening to blow up the theaters. Here is where you are limited to. In this country, this is where you're at. You show up with guns, you best be ready to become a martyr because you're probably about to. There are parts of this country where you might be able to show up. You can go someplace like Colorado, for example, where they've really brought down their gun laws. You can show up in some places in New York. Uh, There's a ton of places in California. Pretty much any place where Democrats, the liberal Democrats, the so-called progressives, any place where they've been in charge for a while and they had their gun-free zones, you can show up in those places, you can take them all out. There's no telling how many you're going to be able to gun down before somebody finally takes you out. But then there are other places 
that you probably shouldn't show up at if that's what you're going to do. Because just like what we saw in Garland, Texas, the answer of how many people you're going to be able to kill before you get yourself killed, zero. They opened fire. They were shooting. They were hoping to hit people. Number one, obviously, they not a very particularly good shot. So thank goodness. I mean, the one guy they did hit, he's going to be okay. Now, that's not to say that he's happy about it, and it's certainly not to say that I'm condoning the fact that uh, this dude got hurt. But I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay that at all. The dude still got shot. He shouldn't have been shot. But their intention was to do a lot more damage, and that damage was ended. Why? Not because, as certain. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Democratic elected officials might try and convince you that, who is it, Dianne Feinstein? Well, when the criminal sees that you don't have any guns, they'll just lay their guns down too. Now, the only reason they're going to be laying their guns down is because they're out of ammo and they're moving on to the next weapon. Please stop exposing what a dumbass you are and stop exposing what a dumbass the people that keep re-electing you are because they have to be when you say stuff like that publicly and they vote for you again anyway. Yeah, I'm really just not feeling it. I, I, I'm really riled up. So, guys, please forgive me for being so crude tonight. Forgive me for being a little... I'm doing the things that I've been trying not to do this year. I mean, I've been trying really hard. I've been trying to stay away from the name calling. I've been trying to do the reaching out. But it's not here tonight. Tonight, it's time that people understand there is a real threat. There are people that want to kill you just because you're not the same thing they are. And they are here in this country. Some of them are citizens who have been radicalized. Some of them are people who've slipped across the southern border. doesn't matter where they came from. All that matters is that they're here. Pam excuse me, Pam Keller was poking a bear. And the bear showed up. And the bear tried to kill people. A bear that was willing to kill people is not supposed to be here. She proved she was right. That's the one thing I haven't heard anybody other than Pam herself say. She proved that she was right. These two people proved her right. Stop trying to make excuses for them. Stop trying to make excuses for people rioting in Baltimore. Stop trying to make excuses for all the bad behavior we continue to see.
plain and simple, when it comes to the police in Baltimore, if they did wrong, then they should face justice. But as soon as the prosecutor announced that she was charging these six officers, the first thing that came to my mind was, God, I hope she's doing this based on evidence. I hope she's looking at the facts. Because in a situation like that, it would be so easy to fold under the political pressure. It would be so easy to let those personal ties that the Fraternal Order of Police in Baltimore keep accusing her of to influence your decision beyond just doing your job. Now, I don't know which it is. I don't know if she's bending to political pressure. I don't know if she's during the course of the investigation that she's done that she's looking at the facts and she has enough to bring things to court. Which is still a different level than what it's going to take to get a conviction. But if she's there, I, that's what I hope. I hope justice is being served. Because if she did it for political expediency, then that's not justice. Vengeance is not justice. Mr. Gray's death is tragic. And making eye contact with a police officer is not a crime, nor does it amount to probable cause. Recognizing that Mr. Gray is a known criminal and could possibly be up to some type of criminal activity, well, that might give you a reason to follow him for a little bit to see what's going on. So there is something fishy at that point. Obviously, they've done something wrong to a degree. But was his death the result of actions they've taken? We don't know that yet, and we need to pull back. You're not making your case by tearing down the city. You're just not. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to kind of wrap up tonight. I've been on here for about an hour, and ordinarily I'll do two hours. Uh, tonight, I've got to cut it short. So stay with me, and when we come back, we'll wrap things up. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thanks for staying with me through the break. Uh, we got to kind of wrap things up. But I wanted to talk about a few other things that were away from this. I, I might still need to yell a little more, so I will probably bring this up in some future episodes, uh, future broadcasts as well. But I'm going to leave this alone for now. Bottom line is, today's title was ISIS attack in Texas with a question mark. Which means, was it an ISIS attack? 
I don't think you can really consider this an ISIS attack. But what do we actually... What threshold do we have to get to before we would? I mean, is this, in my line of reasoning, am I falling into the trap? The same trap that I keep telling everybody to, to not to fall into? Of thinking that just because somebody's operating as a lone wolf operator or, or in a team of just two that they might just be solo operators without an official tie? Do you have to have an official tie to ISIS? to be acting as an agent of ISIS. You know, I, I tend to think that I would like somebody that's speaking on my behalf to actually be an official member of my group. I, I don't want uh, some random person that has never met me before to go out and give an interview about what Tapping to the Truth is doing next week. You know? In this particular case, I don't think it matters, though. I think in a lot of ways, you could go ahead and say that, yes, this indeed is an ISIS attack. Because in a lot of ways, that's what's happened. It was definitely a terror attack... It was definitely an instance of somebody looking to make a name for themselves who wanted to become a martyr. But these are some questions that we're going to look into a little bit more in depth on this upcoming Sunday broadcast. So this upcoming broadcast on uh, BTR, if you don't ever listen to it, then please... Uh, look it up on Stitcher afterwards. I've got Dr. Bill Warner coming on in the uh, second hour. He uh, he has PhDs in mathematics, and uh, he is one of the most learned students of Islam. In the United States. He's a public speaker. He's an author. He's written several books, in fact. Uh, he is a professor. He's Well, he was a professor. He is still an educator. Uh, he writes a blog now. He debates. Uh, we're invited. He's a human rights activist. He's a scientist. He's a pioneer. He's just getting back in the country this past week from touring Europe where he's been lecturing. And he will be on the BTR broadcast this Sunday of Tapping to the Truth. I'm also going to have uh, other guests in the first hour for the uh, Constitutional Party's upcoming convention here in Tennessee. We'll be discussing that. Uh, still trying to get all that stuff squared away and finalized. So... Uh, at this point, I know for sure somebody will be coming on. I haven't worked out all those details. So, if either of those things interest you, <coughs> excuse me, then I highly recommend you can you can find the links to the BTR broadcast. Uh, they'll be up uh, on Facebook as an event. I'll go ahead and get those over on Tea Party Community. This one, uh, I'll get it up as soon as. Uh, 
I finalized everything for the first hour guests. So you can find me on Facebook. You can look me up at Tim Tap on Facebook. You'll know which Tim Tap it is. <laughs> uh, you can uh, look up Tap Into the Truth over at Facebook. You can go to tapintothetruth.com. T A P P Into the Truth, all one word. Tap Into the Truth, one word. Dot com. <coughs> and you can find. <clears throat> You can find links to upcoming broadcasts and all that stuff there as well. Excuse me, just a second. I got a little tickle in my throat again. So I wanted to throw that out there. Uh, and while I'm at it, you know, let's go ahead and throw out the fact that you know you can find the show at iTunes. You can find the show at TuneIn.com. You can find us at Stitcher.com. <coughs> you can find us at Podcast.com. You know, tapping to the truth, it, we're growing. We've had a, a tremendous amount of plays over the last few weeks. Uh, well, I mean, it, maybe not for the big boys, but for me, I mean, we've we've been creeping up around a million weekly plays. I hadn't quite broke that level yet, but we've been getting close. And some of the broadcasts we've had for the last two months have now finally, in archived listens and on demand, have finally broken that number of a million on individual. Uh, starting with when I had uh, Ron Eccles on the show. Rod is a another conservative host, and he's really growing his audience. And you know, I was happy to have him come on for a little while. And we just had a discussion about his show and then his feelings about the current political status. He was on the BTR broadcast as well. <coughs> but what has been amazing about the growth of the show and all these plays? to my mind, is that the majority of them have been coming from Stitcher and iTunes. Still not getting a heck of a lot of plays right here at Spreaker. Not getting a heck of a lot of plays directly at BTR. But, uh, you know, when we look across the board and I look at all the different formats that the show is available at, and then I look at the total number of plays, that to me, considering where I was at before my return, at the end of my most recent hiatus, Showing up for this, this is amazing to me. And I, I want to thank everybody out there that's listening. Because, uh, I mean, it means a lot to anybody who's going to decide to host a show that people care enough not only to listen, but to share. And that's the only way that these shows get this many plays. Because folks are sharing it with their friends. They're like, hey, you know what, you'll probably like this set. So thank you. I appreciate it. Especially those of you that are over at Stitcher and at iTunes because you're picking it up. i got to tell you, hey, you guys over at TuneIn.com. You're falling behind. Come on. And as far as the folks here at Spreaker, I know most of the folks that are listening directly here are probably other hosts. And that's all right, too. (laughs) Just, I know you're probably going to be spending more time trying to share your own show and promoting your stuff than somebody else's fellow show. So, Excuse me. There's another reason why I'm going to have to try and wrap things up here in a few minutes because I thought it's about to give away. I've been fighting this stuff between uh, allergies and this sinus infection that I've been trying to deal with for a little while now. I have, I have just been. I mean, I'm a lot better off than a lot of folks. I'm not complaining. Uh, okay, don't get me wrong. This is not me saying, "Well, yeah." That's not what I'm doing. 
it's my way of trying to explain why my voice is going in and out, so it's affecting the quality of the podcast. So, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm all. Oh, I'm so sorry, but you know that I, th- I think you deserve an explanation. That's the explanation. Okay. <coughs> I did want to talk about last Sunday's broadcast. So I, you know, I say it like it was a long time ago. Tonight's Monday night, at least for the next few minutes anyway. So it was just yesterday, technically. It's been just a little over 24 hours at this point. I focused on, and I didn't get to make all the points I wanted to, but I focused on... Baltimore, the riots, what's been going on there. And I tried to make the point several times that there are actually multiple things that we need to be looking at and talking about as Americans that are on display there. The militarization of the police, the growing level of the police state, those were a couple of the topics. The lack of political will, the lack of political leadership, the fact that these liberal democratic ideas and notions have proven themselves to be failures, whether you're talking about Detroit, whether you're talking about Miami, whether you're talking about Baltimore, these are places that have been controlled by liberal democrats politically for a very long time, and they went from being productive cities with uh, vibrant industries to becoming criminal cesspools where people don't feel comfortable even living there anymore. That's something that we need to look at. That's something that we need to talk about. You can't blame white Republicans for a problem where they haven't been the folks in charge and haven't been making decisions for decades. That's still what you're supposed to be trying to buy. That's what you're supposed to be buying into. But a little common sense applied tells you that's just not reasonable. And then I tried to also get to the point about how ridiculous it is for folks to be calling for nationalization of the policing. That's just a fancy way of calling for martial law, boys and girls. That's the Reverend Al Sharpton who first came out with it and he's continued to make those calls because he doesn't feel like the Baltimore police force is capable. Well, it's not just Baltimore that he wants to roll out federal policing. That is unacceptable, boys and girls. We need local police. But then later in the show, I was trying to make the point that also, per my big going on, my reaching across the aisle uh, mentality that I've been trying to express this year, <coughs> you know, I've been trying to talk about respect, how we need to get back to a point where we respect each other. Because we do. We need to get back to where there is respect. We can't sit here and expect our kids to be respectful when we don't show them Interactions with other people that are respectful. We can't sit here in front of a television where the TV shows have people trying to pull stuff over on other people and uh, commercials have kids being disrespectful to adults and we're supposed to think that's funny. Everywhere we're constantly being bombarded with these images of 
There's no reason to respect your neighbors or your friends or other people, period. Don't respect their stuff. And while you're at it, don't even respect yourself. We see this kind of thing. And we've got to get back to respect. And I was trying to make the point of how we need to get back to a point where our interactions with police officers are better. Where we can avoid the adversarial nature of these interactions. That we need to expect that from the police. But we also need to keep in mind that we ourselves have a responsibility with that. Well, see, the point of having a two-hour show and making multiple topics is as you move from one point to the next, that... Well, you know, sometimes people are tuning in later in the broadcast. Sometimes people show up after you've made the other point that they're more likely to agree with. I had somebody uh, jump into the chat room, and they were just absolutely giving me what for about what BS it was I was spouting, how this is just about the police state, and there's nothing else to be considered here. And, and, and while the individual is, of course, welcome to their opinion, I'm afraid that because this person missed the earlier, earlier points, that she closed herself off to that point. And that's where we've got to get ourselves back on track, because we've got to bring ourselves to a point where we understand that we are responsible for our behavior. We are responsible for how we interact with other people, whether they're wearing a badge or not. Most police officers are simply folks that are doing a hard job. And they're doing it the best they can, and they're just trying to serve in the communities that they live and work in. And that's what they do. They are worthy of respect by virtue of being willing to put on that uniform and walk out the door each and every day because that uniform is a bullseye it always has been but it's an even bigger one uh, these days especially in certain parts of the country well it simply was at the point where we need to work on our interactions and that the f- making the statement that most police officers are in fact good guys it only takes a few to make them all look bad And when we go out of our way to create adversarial situations, we put them in a position where, whether they want to or not, they have to try and maneuver to maintain control. Are there bad cops? Yes. Most definitely. I think we all know at least one. I I don't think there's any question there. A lot of us maybe know more than one. Most of the cops I know, though, they're all great guys. Most of them would lay down their lives in a heartbeat for a stranger as long as they felt like it was the right thing. They're a breed apart. And and they need to be because they need to be held to a higher standard. They need to be able to contain and control their emotions better than the average person. They need to be uh, trained well enough so that rather than letting their emotions control their decision-making process, when they get into the heat of the moment, they need to rely on their training. They need to fall back into an automatic mode. Take emotion and thinking out of the scenario. I don't know, that sounds counterintuitive. I'm typically not the kind of person saying that thinking needs to be taken out. But there are certain situations where you just need to react. (coughs) Because it's the best thing. Trust the training. 
in most places the training is not only adequate but is appropriate I, I was getting busted up by this person because they're all about the police state and had she tuned in earlier to the show and heard me talking about the dangers of that uh, maybe she would have felt a little happier and may have even been a little more open to the idea but it isn't just this threat of a police state is there a potential threat upcoming yes there definitely is we need to be aware of it we need to be watching for it and we need to be talking about it and Again, just like where I was thanking you as the listener earlier for sharing the show, you need to be a, a vocal voice yourself. Whether you're a host of your own podcast or your own terrestrial broadcasting show, or if you're just somebody who occasionally has a conversation with people, you need to be a voice for common sense, and you need to be a voice for pulling people together and you need to be speaking up when you think somebody is off track you don't have to be adversarial but you need to speak up because otherwise you're just as complacent I think I've already told the story uh, here on the show about uh, my Facebook friend who's supporting Hillary Clinton You know, my question, and I've tried to ask it in a way that doesn't sound condescending or like I'm overreaching. My question, plain and simple, why? Why are you supporting Hillary Clinton? And I don't ask it to be a smart aleck. I don't ask it to be a pain in the ass, although I'm sure that's probably the way it comes across just the same because they know my leanings. There's not too many people that don't know me. Even the Facebook friends that know my name at this point, they know the kind of things I'm constantly posting. Most of them have made the connection between my personal page and the Tap into the Truth page at this point. Now, it's not like I've made it a mystery. My feelings, my views, fairly well known. Uh, and, you know, and also, I share a lot of other news type stories at the Tap into the Truth Facebook page, sometimes science stories sometimes off-the-wall stuff because everybody needs a break from the political every now and then. But I ask the question why because I want them to think about why are you supporting the person you're supporting. Had a conversation. Again, I was talking about how my ideal uh, Republican ticket upcoming and and kudos to Ben Carson for getting in the race today, by the way. Uh, I don't think he's ready to be president. I, I think he could be a good president at some point down the road. I, I, you know, if if he's intent on following a political path, I could see at some point down the road. But you know, I, I don't think he's ready. Uh, I don't think he has his full platform pulled together just yet. And I think by the time people are going to make up their mind about who they're going to vote for, that it'll probably be too late to pull that platform together. But make no mistake about it, I mean, Ben Carson, incredibly bright 
man. He's a very brilliant neurosurgeon, capable of doing things that I could never do. And he understands common sense, I think, for the most part. He has managed to step in it a few times, but at any rate, I digress, and I'll get back off of that. I, I know <laughs> Mike Huckabee is supposed to announce this week. Uh, former Hewlett Packard CEO, I can't think of her name right off. She's supposed to be officially announcing to. And by the way, what is the deal with having to announce that you're going to announce? What happened to the days of just having a press conference saying, "Okay, that's it, I'm in"? Why can't you just do that? I wouldn't think that would be that hard. But anyway, I, I, let me digress back to my point I was trying to make. Uh, one of the regular listeners over at the BTR show is a lady by the name of Mary. She's been listening since the very early days. She came across the show, and, you know, she's really enjoyed listening to me babble for whatever amount of time I'm babbling, uh, whatever I choose to talk about. And she's usually one of the ringleaders uh, keeping activity going in the chat room. <coughs> Her and another uh, lady, uh, Lady Michelle probably two of the most loyal listeners to the show. And those two ladies are bouncing around. They're spending I don't know how much time they spend away from BTR, quite honestly. You know, they're they may be single handedly keeping every conservative host over there in in a in an audience. Um, well I mean maybe not all, everyone, but they, they they're pretty selective about who they're listening to. Some of the other shows they listen to some really great shows, so by being on their list of people that they listen to, I feel like I'm in pretty good company. So I must be doing something right. And I'm very appreciative. But I mentioned that my idea of a perfect ticket that would come out of this would be a uh, a Scott Walker Ted Cruz ticket. Well Mary actually is very much against Ted Cruz. And so we were basically having this conversation. That's the great thing about having a conversation with folks that are reasonably like-minded. You know, I expressed the things that I like about Ted. And she expressed all the reasons why she didn't like Ted. And we both went away from it feeling like understanding that, okay, so we don't agree on this. That doesn't mean that, oh, suddenly we can't be friends. That's the kind of nonsense the political world is in right now. Uh, the phrase has become letting the enemy of the perfect becoming the enemy of the good. I don't think that really exists. We've got some people that have a litmus test. We've got some folks that are out there decrying against a certain candidate because of a certain issue. But that's what the primary season is all about. Get your concerns out there. Express them. You're not being an enemy of the perfect. You're just wanting to make sure that as many people as possible know as much about the candidates as possible. And that's the way it ought to be. Let there be blood on the ground. Figuratively speaking. I know somebody now, Tim calls for violence in the Republican primary. No, that's not what I said, y'all. But figuratively speaking, let there be blood on the ground. Let these guys go at each other. Let the chips fall where they may. And let the best person, whether it be a woman, a former CEO, for example, or a man, whether he be Hispanic, Marco Rubio, perhaps, 
or if it be some crazy libertarian guy from Kentucky, <coughs> Mr. Paul, whoever it may be, who rises above the fray, just please, please, my conservative friends, let us pick someone this time that's actually conservative. Let us ignore the Mike Huckabees and the Jeb Bushes, who are going to raise a ton of money, but are ever bit as progressive as the folks on the left that we're trying to fight. Let us choose someone who will stand on principles, who will reach across the aisle, not because they have to to make things happen, but because they'll use the bully pulpit that is the office of the president to reach out to the American people, and the American people will drag the other people kicking and screaming along with. That's what happened under Reagan. It wasn't Reagan that made all the good stuff happen. It was the American people supporting Reagan's message. Reagan was smart enough to know to go to the people, make sure that all the people were listening. Not just the Republicans, not just the socially conservative, not just the evangelical community. He reached out there. There's a whole group of people that are still referred to as Reagan Democrats. He reached those people too because he spoke truth. He reached out on American values and he had a positive, optimistic message. That America's brightest days were not behind her, but in front of her. That's what we need. And that's 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 a tall order right now because you look at these situations, the, the police officer in New York who was shot over the weekend, he died today, succumbed to the injuries of being shot in the head. We have riots going on in Baltimore. Things seem to have calmed down a bit and then yeah, flaming back up. You got people on both sides of the political spectrum that are trying to politicize it and take advantage of it. You've got the tinfoil hat crowd, and that's not an insult, by the way. But you've got the tinfoil hat crowd that are pointing back to that second year, the first, uh, first term of office for the occupier, back when that executive order got signed that made it easier for martial law to get put in place. Uh, you got the tinfoil hat folks pointing to that and then turning around and saying, we warned you then that this might happen. Is Right now it's looking like they might want martial law. They might be whipping it up to try and get exactly that. I'm not saying that's what I think is happening, but I am saying that I don't think you can completely discount that at this point because... It sure looks that way. <sighs> We've got to find a way to come together. I think I'm finally starting to calm down. I'm starting to feel more like myself. We've got to find a way to reach out to our fellow Americans. And we have got to realize that if you're the mayor of a major city, you cannot sit back and let people destroy businesses and private property of your citizens. 
You may feel like you're not in a position where you can stop it, but you sure as heck can do everything in your power to stop it, and you should. That's your responsibility. Ma'am, I'm sorry, you're in over your head. You shouldn't be the major you shouldn't be the mayor of any city. If your idea is then to refer to rioters as thugs and then twenty four hours later turn around and apologize to the rioters. I'm so sorry. I was just frustrated. I shouldn't have called you that. That's a bad word. You don't belong in the mayor's office. You're not only incompetent, but you're incapable. Which actually means the same thing, so... But you're also mealy, mouth, and spineless. How's that? Now I'm back to name-calling. It's just when I thought I was getting past that. You don't belong in the mayor's office. Al Sharpton, you do not belong in Baltimore. Get the hell out. Last broadcast before this one, it tells you how long I've been out. Uh, the title was Al Sharpton is going on a hunger strike. Now, as we looked at that, we saw it was all BS from the beginning. There was no actual hunger strike going to happen anyway. We're going to break up into groups, and we're going to alternate days where we don't eat. Well, I'm so happy that he was able to dispense with that, because the whole purpose of that was to try and get the new nominee for Attorney General put in place. Well, that's happened now. So the threat to the hunger strikes are so, Al, I'm so glad that you're no longer going to have to worry about whether the one group that you were in was having to have a day where you weren't going to eat. Because i got to tell you, since you lost all that weight, Al, I don't know how many days you can go without eating. You're thin, man. Uh, you don't look healthy, you're so thin. But Al, please stop with the race baiting. Please, please stop. We've well, had enough. You can find another way to make money at this point. Can you not keep your job at MSNBC? Is that not enough? Can you not take a book out of the Clinton's playbook and start uh, using the organizations and the charities that uh, you work with, the foundations you work with, use them as a slush fund? Can you not do that? Stop. Stop churning up all this insane insanity. gotta stop at some point for crying out loud all right yeah i know i promise i'd wrap it up after that but yeah i I'm getting worked up again then i'm gonna take another quick break and then after that break i promise we'll wrap it up i'll be right back Looking over me 
Hope you don't mind. I'm going to keep playing this song. Because I think we all need a miracle right now. It's going to take a miracle. That's my friend Cash Islo singing, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and start lowering this song down now. It's a great song, but it is quite a long song. It's a great song. I think I am going to go ahead and let it keep playing just ever so quietly in the background. I think you guys can probably still hear it at that level. Ladies and gentlemen, whether or not this shooting in Texas was an official ISIS attack or not, there's still no question whatsoever that America is under attack. And right now, America does need a miracle, so I'm playing miracle. In fact, I think I'm going to turn it back up just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I'm going to keep talking over it. Not only is America under attack, not only is the Constitution under attack, not only is the Bill of Rights under attack, not only are conservative values under attack, not only are Christians under attack, but all Americans, individual, are under attack. And unfortunately, there's a whole group of people that typically tend to hang out on the left side of the political spectrum that are engaged in providing aid and comfort to the enemy. That are engaged in helping them attack and they don't even see, they don't even understand how it is that they are also under attack. It's not just ISIS. It's not just international cabals. It's not just the Federal Reserve. It's not just all these secret groups and societies that may or may not exist. We're under attack by ourselves. And until we can figure out how to start pulling back together until we can figure out what makes us the same more than what makes us different until we can remember what it takes to be an American the sense of pride the sense of urgency when danger arises the sense of pitching in to help your neighbor when you see the the sense of knowing who your neighbors are instead of it's some stranger two doors over I don't know We've got to recapture that spirit. We've got to recapture the idea that it is our responsibility to make sure that opportunity exists for everyone.
but there are guarantees for no one. To reinstill a sense of pride in each and every individual, a sense of pride in what they do, how they do it, the work, no matter what job it is, that they do the best they can at that job until they earn themselves a promotion, until they move themselves ahead and improve their situation based on their own strength and effort and ideologies. Until we can reconnect with a feeling of mutual respect where we don't have to agree with one another, but we need to respect one another and we need to be ready to step up at a moment's notice to defend somebody else's right to speak. Pam Geller has a right to host a free speech event and if that includes a cartoon drawing contest of Mohammed, then so be it. She has that right. And we as Americans need to support that. Not question whether or not she should do it. I mean, yeah, okay, you can question that. Alright? Your freedom of speech allows you to do that. But if you're going to do that, then you need to be even-handed about it and you need to not be a hypocrite about it you need to ask the same questions about well why should somebody take a cross and put it in a jar and then fill the jar with urine don't applaud one thing as fine art and then the other as simply being incinerary I've recently started listening to the Bold Republic show. You can find that actually on Spreaker. You can look it up. It's not hard to find. The host there was talking about how if you have to shock me to get your attention. He was talking about the uh, flag stomping challenge. Uh, he was talking about it a few days back. It was last week that he discussed it. He said that if you have to shock me to get my attention, then you don't really have anything to say. If you have to shock me to get my attention with your art, then how creative are you really? Whether or not we agree with the message or the content or what's being said, as Americans, we have a responsibility to agree that they have the right to say it, to do it, within reason. Now, I will stand up and argue all day long they don't have the right to get taxpayer dollars to pay for them to do it. But do they have the right to express themselves? Yes, they most certainly do. Taking a gun to a crowded event venue and trying to open fire into a crowd is not expressing yourself in an acceptable fashion. There are limits. So instead of 
trying to find issues. Well, you know, you're you know you're going to cause trouble if you're poking the bear instead of trying to make out the person who's practicing free speech out to be the bad guy in this scenario. Let's speak the truth that the person that showed up with guns ready to kill people just because they showed up at this event, that they might be the bad guy in question here. Let's stand up for freedom of speech. Let's stand against the violence. And let's be prepared to stand against ISIS because guess what? Whether these two were part of it officially or not, ISIS is now operating within our borders. We know. We know. And if we don't start pulling ourselves together and start remembering what it means to be an American, how it's not an issue of what color you are or what religion you practice, but it's a matter of loving this nation and loving the other people that live here. If we do that, we're going to be fish in a barrel. At least some of us will be. I'm not going to be a fish in a barrel. I think most of the folks that listen to this show on a regular basis, you're not going to be fish in a barrel. Because you're going to do something about it. Ladies and gentlemen, I've run this show way longer than I planned to tonight, and I beg your forgiveness, and I appreciate it if you've listened to this point. Let me make this last point I always make as I'm heading out. Because when it comes right down to it, as we're reaching out, as we're telling our friends and neighbors and our church families and our co-workers, conveying the messages we need to make, We've got to make sense. Because remember, if you're not making sense, you're just making noise. Let's stop making noise and let's start making a difference. But whatever else you do, please don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Take a little time. Do your own research. Use your brain. And be prepared to put in a little bit of effort so you can dig below the surface. Because that's the only way you're ever really going to tap into the truth. That's it. Good night, everybody. Uh, we'll be back again soon. And remember, uh, this upcoming Sunday at BTR, the show is going to have uh, Dr. Bill Warner, Ph.D., and we'll also have a visitor, uh, undisclosed at this moment, for the uh, Tennessee Constitutional Party. Uh, of course, there's a national organization, and we'll probably be talking with some of the national folks a little bit later down the line. But the Tennessee Convention's upcoming uh, next week, so I wanted to have them get an opportunity to come online and talk with us. Anyway, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm out. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Goodbye.
Oh. 